Welcome, Ben. Welcome back. Very good. Welcome back, everybody, to Ben and John Talk Cars. Ben and John Do Cars podcast. Ben and John Talk Cars. Yeah. We still haven't quite discovered, we still haven't quite decided on the title yet. It'll come. I'm worried about calling it Ben and John Talk Cars because then we won't get, we won't drive as much traffic. So we might only get three listens as opposed to five. <laughs> ben and John Do Cars Talk Cars. There we go. Oh, yeah. Ben and John Talk Cars with the Cars Do Cars. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Ben and John Let's Do It podcast. <laughs> Right, yeah, welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Um, if you've seen our other podcasts, you know what to expect. If you don't, this is a space where we just get together and talk. We talk about cars. Talk about cars. As we've, as we've already mentioned. It's a car podcast. Yeah. Before we get started, I just want to mention that we have our first affiliate uh, support. Yes. Um, you'll notice my t-shirt. I'm wearing, well, audio listeners won't, but video watchers will notice my t-shirt, The Streets of Erna. We just turn around. Yeah, yeah. Street food. Street food. Um, the Street Taverna is a uh, market street food stall in Bristol. Um, they regular the regular they regularly go to Harborside Market. Um, they do lovely Greek style uh, street food, souvlaki, things like that, wraps, uh, chicken, pork, and vegetable, I believe. Giros. Lovely stuff. Um, really, really nice. It is amazing. And if you go to if you see them, go to their Instagram page or their Facebook page. See when they're at Harborside or wherever, go to them. And if you are going to go get a Savlaki, if you say to them when you order, let's do, do it, it. <laughs> then you will, get, <laughs> you, will, you will get a free upgrade on your Savlaki to include halloumi and chips. For free. For free. Well, you said a free upgrade, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to say let's do it. Yeah. So if, you've, if you've got that in you, you'll be off free Just halloumi in you. Yeah. You know, go to the streets of Vernon and say, hello, uh, yeah, I'd like... Um, Two uh, lucky, one chicken, one pork. Um, let's do it. <laughs> and you've got to say it like that. Yeah. You'll get free halloumi and chip upgrade. You've got to lean in like you're talking into the microphone like this. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Uh, in Alan Partridge style. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. And it is fantastic. So, you won't be disappointed. So, that's out of the way. It's almost like we've got a sponsor. Yeah, almost. <laughs> Jesus. Um, right. So. Itinerary. Itinerary. So, we want to talk about a few things today. Um as, yes. as we mentioned at the end of the last podcast, we're going to go through the story, the, the time that we crashed a car that we were, re- I don't, <laughs> reviewing maybe is the wrong word. We were making a video about a car. We borrowed a car and we crashed it and it was quite bad. So we'll, we'll go through that in a minute. Yeah. We also, I also want to discuss, Johnny's just come back from Morocco. If you can tell, I've got a tan. Oh, sorry, I didn't mention that earlier. <laughs> I didn't notice. Um, well, so, I'm usually quite tanned anyway, and it's probably something to do with my high blood pressure, but <laughs> my skin's nice and tanned. And it was, it was fairly hot over there. Yeah, so I want to talk about some of the cars of, of Marrakesh. Christ, yeah. Um, and also, the day of recording this, yesterday was the first Grand Prix of the season, Bahrain. Yeah. And I want to just touch on that a little bit. Okay. Because like, oh, wait there. I almost forgot. Ah, uh, he's got his Alonso hat. There we go. Alonso hat, <coughs> the head. Dude, that looks cool on your head. As a tribute to my boy, yeah. I thought I'd whip out the old Alonso, Alonso baseball cap today. Flat peak. Yeah, stylish. The, the special edition commemorative one with all the race wins underneath on the peak. Hopefully, this hat will be out of date this year. Because he'll win some more. I want to see Alonso on the top step of the podium. He was an app. Let's just start with that. Let's get out of the way because I'm buzzing about it. Okay, fine. I mean, let's just put it out there. Ben's a F1 nut. Yeah. You love F1. I do love F1. Always I'm, have. I'm not massive on F1. No, I, I don't want to deep dive. I just, I just need to get this off my chest okay. a little bit. First of all, I'm absolutely buzzing that F1 is back. It was, it's been a long off season. 
I'm really excited. I can't. I, I was really looking forward to the season starting, and I'm really happy that it has. Uh, the race in general was pretty good. I mean, in terms of the winner, like Verstappen just obviously annihilated everyone. Just he just drove off into the distance, as as everyone was kind of worried might happen. Yeah. So Red Bull won too. Charles Leclerc had a bit of a disaster, mm. but he did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. It's... I did watch it. Yeah, but I, I'm not into F1, but I did watch it, so I didn't know what happened, but. I don't know anything about it, but it was exciting. I'll it tell you that. Yeah, if you if you forget about P one and P two, I mean, uh, to, to be fair, I mean, for the most of the race, Leclerc and, and uh, Perez's battle for P two was was okay. Yeah, and then Leclerc had a nightmare. So, but the thing that stood out for me as like somebody that maybe will get that she loves the podcast. She does, doesn't she? Get down, she just wants to be a part of it. Lie down. No, 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 no. Mabel, Lie come down. here, babe. Come here, Good girl. Mabel. You're very, you're very cute. Lie down. So the thing that stood out for me. Watching it as like a neutral mm-hmm. was it was actually really quite exciting. I'm glad you said that because sometimes I've watched F1 in the past, and this is probably why I'm not a massive F1 fan. Is I don't actually find it that exciting. Yeah, a lot of people struggle um, with that a little bit because the, the thing. <laughs> she's going mental. Someone at work today <clears throat> used the analogy. It's like a season of F1 is like a television season. You know, a series of, of, a, of a, a season of like a good TV series. Right. Some episodes are really good. Some episodes are okay. Some episodes are, are bad. Yeah. Are boring. Yeah. Uh, some seasons are good. Yeah. Some seasons aren't great. Yeah, true. But as a neutral, I did find it exciting purely because the person I was watching it with, Jerry, my to be father in law, loves F1. And good he's life. a huge Alonso fan. Is he? No way. Massive. Massive. Oh. And then when he told me that Alonso was driving out of his skin and he was getting super excited about it, I was like, oh, Ben loves Alonso. Honestly. And I- then I started talking to him about how much you loved Alonso. And mm. then because I was vibing off that, I was like, come on, Alonso. And usually I support Hamilton because I'm not an F1 person. Hamilton's British. You know, mm-hmm. I guess he's a bit of an asshole sometimes. And I'm usually just get behind him, British, go, go win it. But I was fully behind Alonso and I wanted him to take down Hamilton and then when Hamilton got stuck behind the Ferrari I was just like this is amazing mm. and then Alonso was off into the distance pulling away and I was like this is awesome yeah honestly he that was an, that was a classic Alonso masterclass yesterday yeah. he, he managed the first half of the race didn't get too excited just like right let's see how this is going to pan out yeah let's let's save some tires let's let's see how things are going to pan out let's see how things are getting on then make your move and then when did it, he make his move when it was time to to when it was time to bust it out mate he he turned up to 11 that move he made on hamilton was awesome it, i'm sure most people watching this will have will at least be aware of the grand prix and again it wasn't a worldie of a grand prix no it was it was it was okay it was good yeah, I mean, the one-twos were miles ahead. Yeah. The battles were further back. Um, but I don't want to go through a whole Grand Prix breakdown. There are loads of other podcasts that are way better than ours for stuff like that. But I just need to get... I just need to... Go on, then. This is your space to do. Oh, I just need to bathe in, in Alonso's glory a little bit because, mate, that guy is 41 years old. He started more Grand Prix than anybody in history. He's the most experienced Grand Prix driver of all time. And hey, the guy is just, he is still absolutely at the peak. Like, in, you like football. In terms of, in football terms, hmm. he's a... a Lionel Messi. Well, Messi is the greatest of all time, isn't he? 
Yeah, I'd argue he probably is, yeah. Um, now, So Alonso isn't quite up there, that, is he? I mean, I believe he is one of the greatest. I reckon he's a Lewandowski of the football world. I have no idea who that is. Lewandowski that? is a striker that plays for Barcelona. Right, okay. And uh, he has a brilliant career, scoring loads of goals in Germany. He's probably the best striker in Germany, mm-hmm. at least in the, now in Spain. But he's like super up there, arguably just under... Ronaldo and Messi. Okay. You know, but doesn't get quite the accolades that he deserves because he's overshadowed by the... And top, is that is that because the teams that he's played for haven't been as good as Barca or... No, no, he's played for Bayern Munich, which okay. is like the best team in Germany. And they're called like the... They're like the Hollywood team over there because they've got all the money and all of that. Yeah. But he's been there... Well, he was there for a long period of his career and basically won loads of stuff with them. So he's... He's, he's been the German superboy. The issue with Alonso... He's not German, by the way. No, no, I guess that from the name. Yeah. What was his name again? Lewandowski. Lewandowski, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Um, the thing with Alonso is that... And again, I've, I've, been, a, I've been a big Alonso fan for many years. Um, he's, he, other than his two championships for Renault in the mid-2000s, 2005-2006, he's never really been in the right place at the right time. His stint at Ferrari... From 2010 to 2014, they never gave him a car that could have won the championship. And he came fucking close a couple of times. Mabel. Mabel, you silly goose. Come here, babe. He came real close a couple Lie of times. Um, he, he ran it real close to Vettel when Vettel was in a dominant Red Bull. 20, honestly, 2012, where you need, to, you need to watch some highlights of the last yeah, race of 2012 because yeah. it was just heartbreaking. I almost cried. Really? Uh, oh, mate, it was just a disaster. Um, he's a two-time champion, and I think the stat is he's eight championship points away from being a five-time world champion. Wow. So he's come real close at least three times. Very, very close. And, yeah, he's just... He's just relentless. <laughs> like, you, you just know that if a car is even remotely capable of getting a result... Yeah. If Alonso's in that car, it that car is, it done. It is getting that result. I mean, he drove that Aston Martin like... Which is which looks like a very good car, and to he, be fair. And he even said at the end of the race, this is an amazing car. Yeah. Like, so it clearly is a good car, but put a good driver in a good car, you get, you get results. Hmm. You know, and he's proving that by podiuming in the first race yeah. of the Formula 1 season. Mate, honestly. In a new car to him, in a new team. And he's an old guy. He's, he's up there against, you know, these young boys saying, like, I'm still I, here. I'm I can't, still here. I'm pretty sure his, there, there are, I think Oscar Piastri and maybe even Yuki Tsunoda, there are a couple of drivers on the grid, I think, that weren't born yet when Alonso <laughs> had made his F1 debut. That is mental. It's crazy, isn't it? And so they, he's like the granddad of F1 at the moment. 100%, yeah, yeah, yeah. The OG. Yeah. Nice. He's just, oh God. He's, he's just, still getting it done. He's just the best. That's mega respect, really. Uh, my... I don't want to get sucked into a greatest of all time discussion. Yeah. And we'll move on in a second. Yeah, yeah. We this is to. a bit too much F1. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. Um, I genuinely think my, my my goat is Schumacher. I'm a Schumacher fan. Always have been. I, it's hard not to be. I loved him. I absolutely loved him. Uh, you know, he's he is just watching him throughout the late 90s and early 2000s was a joy. Yeah. It was a joy. You just knew you were watching. A masterclass. The best. Yeah. Um, so Schumacher's <laughs> up there. But I genuinely, you know, for me, Alonso is definitely up there with Hamilton, Senna, Prost. Oh, really? Without question. Wow. Without question. 
Fair he play. just hasn't quite had the opportunities. Again, some will say self-inflicted, but he hasn't really had the opportunities to, to properly get, get, get himself in a good get, car. Get more championships, which yeah. is a real shame. So anyway, yeah, let's move on from F1. Very, very enjoy, enjoyed the first race of the season. I very much enjoyed Alonso's podium, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm, do you know what? I'm going to watch a few more races this year, because obviously you're hugely into it. And I think it'd be cool just to mm. have something in common that we can talk about that's a sport. Yeah. You know, because I like football <laughs> Yeah, but, and golf. And these two things you have no fucking idea about. We went and to, this is a car podcast we, <laughs> we went to a football match last week we did we did went to my first ever football match last week it was good fun it was very exciting up the Reds they yeah. won 3-0 Sw- Swindon Town beat who were they playing? Harrogate Harrogate yeah, we beat them 3-0 anyway anyway yeah. back to cars yeah so <laughs> F1 done so now we will do another podcast maybe halfway through the season about F1. Yeah. Once I've watched a few more races. I'm going to take this cap off now because we're inside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's rude. Whee! Oh, that was nice. Rude to our hand side. Also bad luck, I think. <laughs> yes. And that's why I wanted to take it off. Don't want to curse Alonso. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, so the time we crashed a car. Yeah, let's do that. Well, I think we need to talk about that. Right. Because so- this is a... Flipping story. There were, there, we did have a video on our YouTube channel that sort of... Summed it all up. Summed it all up. We, we kind of, yeah, we sort of made a bit of a, a vlog-ish kind of video about it that maybe, again, maybe it's worth, because it was a shit video. It was a shit video. We've taken a lot of our videos down because we're practically ashamed of them. <laughs> <laughs> However, you know, that video did, did tell the story, so maybe we can rebirth that if there's enough requests from we'll our do, we'll do. We'll definitely do a short. Yeah. Well, oh, at God. least. So, a bit of context then. So, this was what four, five, four years ago ish, maybe. Yeah, it was definitely pre-COVID, but well pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, our friend Ross, who runs Slip and Grip Automotive, big shout out to Ross and Peggy um, from Slip and Grip. Um, he had his daily at the time was a uh, BMW E46 330 diesel coupe. And um, when he got there, it had 200,000 miles on it. Yeah. yeah. Which, and, and we were sort of like, oh, you know, let's, we, we were looking for stuff to make videos on. No one wants to give us any of their cars because who, who the fuck are we? But Ross has always been really good for us, uh, good to us. And, uh, and so we were like, oh, you know, Ross was like, oh, why don't you make a video about this old Beamer? And we were like, okay, yeah, I suppose we could spin a bit of an interesting story out of that. You know, 200,000 miles. Yeah. The, the original idea was driving a car that's been to the moon and back. And then yeah. we discovered that the moon and back is 500,000 miles. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. 250,000 miles one way. Or 240 <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Stupid. So we were like, ah, oh, fuck it. We'll, 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 we'll call it, you know, high mileage hero or something yeah, like yeah. that. I mean, it did really well. Did it? The, the review did really oh, well. Oh, the review of the Beamer. Like yeah, 20,000 views, which is good for us. That's very good for us. Um, so yeah, so and, and you know it was it was it had some nice wheels. You know Ross is obviously he runs a, a sort of a track day um, organizer, organizer company. I, yeah. don't know, I don't know how you best describe it. A, a track day company. Yeah. So he's obviously well into his cars. So this was his daily, but it was on coilovers. Had some nice wheels. Yeah. Um, I think it was, was it straight piped or something. It had an exhaust on it. Not not massively sure. Um, Looked lovely. Yeah, it was a real nice looking car. Pretty tidy for two hundred thousand miles. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was facelift model. It was real nice. Um, so he was like, you know, this is a pretty nice car for what it is. You know, for how much it cost and all this kind of stuff. So why don't you do a little video on that? So we were like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So we then um, this was in the real early days of our channel. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So we we go this go get this BMW. We drive over to Ross's house, 
I had my C270 estate at the time. You did. And we left that at Ross's house. Yeah, because he had to go off somewhere. Yeah, so we were like, that's fine. You drive my Merc for the day. Um, we'll take the Beamer. We'll bring it back, you know, four or five o'clock this afternoon. So he was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's fine. Um, and, uh, sorry, Mabel's making a nuisance to herself again. What are you doing? Sniffing the Alonso hat. Oh, nice. Respect. She's an Alonso fan as well. Um, and so we went to... So, yeah, so we... Uh, up nice and early in the morning went down to Chippenham he showed us around the car and it's like yeah yeah there's no, no issues with it whatever cool cool so chucked on the keys to the Merc we drove from Chippenham to Malmesbury which is probably what I don't know 10 miles something like that yeah yeah um, and I remember I so I was driving it at this point you were yeah and I remember going around the ring road around Chippenham good girl mate well you get down um Going around the ring road around Chippenham. It was a cold... I think it was in winter. It was a it cold was morning. It was like January. It was, it was quite cold. It was cold. The roads were a little bit greasy. They were. And driving this... I don't know whether... Microphone issues. Um, I don't know whether it was... Uh, it was. I think it was just a combination of everything. It yeah, was the yeah. temperature outside. It was the road conditions. And, and that Beamer, it had big old fat rear tyres. Yeah, yeah. Quite cambered in. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether maybe it had an alignment issue or something or, or whatever it was, but... It was a slippy boy. It was lively. Yeah. It was a, it was pretty lively. And I remember going around the ring road, it, it got a little bit loose a couple of times and I was not driving it quickly. So I was going around this roundabout a couple of times and do you remember, it stepped out on me. I remember. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, oh, well, this is quite fun. This is nice. So anyway, so we go up to Malmesbury and we're like, right, let's go to Malmesbury. We'll put a load of diesel in it. Um, so I'm getting flashbacks. Then, <laughs> I'm getting hot sweats. And then we were like, right, you drive it back to Mighty, and then we'll sort of regroup back at your dad's house in Mighty. Yeah. Wash it. Wash it. Do all the, get the cameras stuff. out. And, oh, and plan what yeah, we do. damn it. So man. we get to the petrol station, put a load of diesel in it. Johnny gets in the. Do you want to take over from here? <laughs> I don't know whether I want to or not. Well, you're a better storyteller than I am. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, so I jump into the driver's seat. Adjust my seat the lot, and I'm like, something comes over me. <laughs> like, good down, good girl. This sense of like, I'm gonna drift the fuck out of this car. <laughs> but like, internally, I'm thinking this. Externally, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be cool, gonna mm-hmm. be cool, I'm gonna learn the car before I go mental. Yep. And I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, I do know what happened. I I'll tell you what happened. happened. So, pull out the petrol station. <laughs> <laughs> and the petrol station exits onto this big roundabout, right? And we're taking the first exit on this roundabout left. Yeah, so we're literally... So so you go out and then left. So it's a big sweeper, left. Yeah. And I don't know, don't know why. <laughs> I just fucking stuck my foot down. <laughs> right? So in, in second, I think. In second gear, the torque kind yeah, of catches me out a little bit. It's slippy fucker. That catches me out a bit. I'm not particularly skilled at driving rear-wheel drive cars, and I still aren't to this. Still, am not to this day. I was even less experienced back then. Done a few drift days since then, which would have come in handy. Yeah, I think. I think. I think if the same thing had happened now, we, that, it would have been fine. I would have been able to control it. But I put my foot down. The back end steps out to the right. And bearing in mind, I'm trying to go down this road. So I'm like, okay, cool. This is cool. I want to go down that road. I'm a drift king. I'm a fucking DK, mate. <laughs> and there's a car 
coming the other way, and I'm fucking fully lit through this corner. Not intentionally. I, I hasten to add, this was not an intention. Yeah, yeah. You, you weren't because because we, you know, we've got a lot of respect for Ross. Yeah, and I was not trying to yeah, fucking we, rip it, the road. We, we up. were not. We were not. Honestly, we were not. Um, the car just caught me off guard, and the back end stepped right out, and I'm like, holy fuck! I am fully lit. Probably not going that fast, but it felt very fast. And then I, think we, I think we were doing about 20 miles an hour. Yeah, not fast. <laughs> and then there was a car coming the other way down the opposite side of the road, and I was thinking, I've got to fucking get back over onto my lane. So instead of kind of just, just feathering myself back into my lane, I decide, fuck it, I've got, I'm, I'm going this way, I'm going to fucking turn that way, right? <laughs> With my foot still. Fairly down. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is where it all goes wrong because it snaps me back. And there's a bus stop on this, on the left-hand side, on the near side of the road with this fucking big curb. Yeah. Right? A, a proper big boy. Like, 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 like a big old boy. Bearing in mind, <clears throat> this, is, this is a rural location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not a city street. This is, this is the countryside. So this bus stop is conveniently placed where there usually would have been a fucking grass verge, yeah. which would have done no damage. <laughs> if this had happened, like... <laughs> Ten feet further, back or back forth. Back or forward, you would have just gone into the, gone into the verge. Yeah, and we'd have had a muddy wheel and we would have gone, oh, fuck me, I was, I was sketchy. Yeah. However, that wasn't the case. This conveniently placed bus stop... I fucking smashed into it. Yeah. Snapped, snapped, like, so I'm like, I'm like, well, it wasn't like that at all. I was like, yeah. and then I was like, that's a pretty good one. And then the back end just stoves into this fucking curb. Big curb. And it's like a, and I'm yeah. like, oh, fucking hell, but that was bad. And you were like, oh, fuck. Uh, and then I'm like, we need to pull over to inspect the damage. And at this point, I'm like, I'm just like trying to reassure myself. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I've hit curves before. It's fine. It's just going to be a little bit of the can the I, wheel. The worst case scenario in my head at this point is I'm going to need to refurb that wheel. You know? Yeah. Can I just tell you what was going through my mind during all this? So that's from your point of view. This is from my point yeah. of view. Yeah. And this happened so fast. So, yeah. In my mind. This impact probably happened, I'd say, 20 seconds after you got in the car. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> It was, I was literally, the first corner I got to, I lost control of this thing and crashed it. Like, I didn't even have time to, you know, orientate myself at all. So, so It's almost like I've fucking left the petrol station. I've gone, I'm going to win a drifting competition. <laughs> Bang, crash. And then, like, the realisation comes over my head, in, over my mind, like... What have I just done? So, Why did I do that? Why am I such a fucking idiot? Yeah, that, so, so I'm sat in the passenger seat, right? And um, you put up, you put up the petrol station, and again, like you weren't being a dick. I wasn't trying to drift the car. No, you literally you just gave it a bit too much in second. Yeah. And again, just want to go back to the conditions were not good. No, as like and as in, as in surprisingly not good. Yeah, but it, it wasn't. Didn't it wasn't look bad. It wasn't yeah, snowing or anything like that. It wasn't like pissing that. with rain. It was just the roads were greasy and the, the car was slipping. The car was a was was lively, and you know, like I say, cold temperatures, cold tires, all this kind of stuff caught me off guard big time. So you you shifted it into second again, not an aggressive shift. No, just a nice easy shift. And then it just fucking goes. Bit, oh, hello. bit too much power. Car stepped out, and I'm like. Oh, fucking hell, that's a bit lively. Just put the clutch in and let it come back in. That's all I need to do. And then, and then you didn't change your throttle inputs. So you just 
it went out and then it just immediately Snapped. swung back the other way straight into the curb because I was thinking oh, he's going to come off the power now he's going to come off the power now why is he not coming off the power <laughs> he's still on the fucking power mate this is going to go badly yeah it went bad and then as soon as I thought that Oh, it snapped. It snapped into the curb, and it was... It was bad. It was bad. And again, we did, he didn't mount the curb, so it wasn't like... No, it, just, it, it was like a blunt force impact into yeah. the curb. It was not like we rode up to the curb and we were fucking scraping around all over it. It just fucking... My, my thought process, after the impact, my thought process was, that felt pretty bad, mm. we may have got away with this. That's what I was hoping... And that's like, what I was hoping as well. I was slightly, I, I, in, internally, I was like, that, that, felt, that, that felt, felt bad. bad. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was the same. And there's a lay-by, wasn't there, about 50 metres yeah, up the road. Literally right, pretty much just up the road from the, from the bus stop. So I was like, well, I'll pull into there, we'll jump out, we'll inspect the damage, then we'll just go back to my dad to be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't fine, was it, Ben? I think, I can't remember what happened there. I got out of the car. I don't think you wanted to get out of the car. No, I was, at this point, I was just like... No, at this point, I was like really trying to compose myself Blind because I was like, he'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. You know, it'll be fine. And then like there was seeds of doubt, like after reliving the impact, I was like, it's not going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, I was <laughs> yeah. like going through that. I got out of the car <clears throat> and I went around the back and, and from, you know, because it was, yeah, I was in the passenger seat. So I got out and looked at my side of the car and I was like, Oh, I think we might have got away with this. And then as I walked around more, I was like, oh no, the, the angle of that, the angle of that wheel is not right. It, cause like I say, it was cambered in. It was cambered in quite a bit. And suddenly this wheel was <laughs> cambered out, very much cambered out. Like, if this is the camber, it was almost like that, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was at that point, I knew I'd fucked up. And yeah. this is when, like, we roll a clip. I think we need to maybe try and find a clip and roll a clip. Yeah. Like how the emotions that I was feeling in that moment. Oh, honestly. So, um, did you drive the car back after that? I think you did. Yeah. Because I, I uh, you, you were like, I was like devastated. Yeah. You were like, I, I, I want to get away. It was like, it was, it was like a psychological experiment. Yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd been hurt by the vehicle, by yeah. the situation. And you just didn't want anything to do with it. No. You were and just like, the no, fact no, that no, I had no, to, no, no. The fact that I had to get it back into the car as a passenger, <laughs> Without any distraction of driving, the car had scared the shit out of me at this point. You know, it just bit me so hard just, that I was now, I was like in a state of shock. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and the, the thing that really got to me wasn't the fact that, you know, the car's broke or, you know, I've just crashed Ross's car as in a, the physical car it was more the fact that i felt like i'd really let ross down yeah that was the other thing as well you know this wasn't a press car this wasn't a, you know a big cap company hadn't lent us a car yeah. it was it was our mate ross had trusted us with his car and before we'd even reviewed it yeah that's the other thing as well. crashed it. I, I as soon as um when the video came out when we did the video and it came out and you know the few people that did watch it we got a few messages, especially like from our mates and stuff, being like, ah, yeah, fucking hell, no. Because in the video, we're just like, the, the cameras weren't rolling. We didn't even have them out of the camera bag because we weren't filming. We were, we were we literally were, going home. We we'd collected the car and we were going home to set up the, the shoot. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, 
And everyone's just like, ah, yeah, no, you're bullshit. And the fucking cameras were rolling, and you just don't want to show it. And I was like, no, genuinely. I fucking wish the cameras were rolling because yeah, it yeah. would have been ridiculous. Yeah, like, what the fuck? So, yeah, so. But we did set a camera up driving back, I think, didn't we? We drove. So, we, I drove it from there to. My dad's house. No, 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 to Filands. Oh, shit. You went to fucking quick fit. quick fit to get up on the ramps. Yeah, so, so they could we were like, oh, right. Jesus. Because we were like, I don't know if this is safe to drive. Because it was it was bad. It, it was looked bad. bad. Luckily, there wasn't any, there didn't seem to be any bodywork damage. Which, no. looking back on it, we were quite lucky with. Yeah. Because <clears throat> imagine if you slam that rear quarter panel. Like, that could be <laughs> yeah. a potential write-off. So It's not I, worth thinking about. <laughs> I, I drove it to a lay-by, you know, a mile or so up the road. Yeah. Um, and it felt funky, mm. uh, and I was that was when we I, were like not even driving fast, like oh, 15, 20 miles. Yeah, yeah, I was limping, like, it. limping it, and it and it did feel like limping it. So we pulled over. Had we had another proper inspection? I had a look around it, and we were like, "This is bad." There, there's a quick fit in Malmesbury, or at least there was at the time. I don't know if it still is. So we went to quick fit, and we were like, "Look, guys, look, boys, this is the situation." Mm. We borrowed this car from a mate. We just slammed it into a curb. It looks fucking bad. Can you just get it up on the ramps and tell us what what's is wrong? wrong? And the guys at Quickfit, bless them, they they took pity on us. They did. They got it straight in the ramp. Yeah. Uh, they were like, look, <clears throat> give us half an hour. We'll get up on the ramps. We'll have a look around it. Go and get a coffee and calm down. Yeah. And come back in half an hour. So we went off to fucking Summerfield or wherever it is, yeah, Morrison's. Yeah. Chilled out a little bit. <clears throat> Chilled out. Tried to. I couldn't. <clears throat> yeah. You you were distraught. <clears throat> I really was. I felt so awful. It was like it's it's all well and good laughing about it at the time, but it was not funny. It wasn't time. funny. I felt like I'd just I don't know, like I felt like I'd just committed some awful sin. You know when you're a kid and you do something, you get overexcited and you do something really fucking stupid. And then you instantly regret it. And you're just like, Why did I fucking do that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like that. And I couldn't shake that feeling. I know that feeling very well. Yeah. Mabel, Mabel get please oh. get down. Get down, my love. Mabel, stop scratching Ben. It's not nice. Um lie down, please. So so we went we wandered off, you know, got a coffee, had a cigarette, chilled out for a bit. Went back to Quick Fit half an hour later, and they were like, right, look. And then after being very nice, and this wasn't deliberate, but they, they made the situation worse. <clears throat> they really did. Because they were just, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they were just basically like, look, you need, a new, you need a new shock, you need a new lower arm, you need a new upper arm, you need like... A new hub. new hub. You need, they, they were basically just like, you need to rebuild the entire rear end of this car. Yeah, and I was just like... And we were like, okay, well, if you guys did that, what would that cost? And he was like, oh, you're probably looking 1,500 quid, two grand at least. And at this point... I had like zero disposable income. We were both skinned as fuck. Yeah, I think I was a student. I think I yeah, you I probably, was still at you, uni. You probably were still a student. Yeah, I had no money. I was living at home. <clears throat> I had no money to my name, and I was thinking, how the fuck? I was freelance as well, and I had no money yeah. at all because I'd, I'd only recently gone freelance, so I had I had nothing as well. I was you know we I was earning piss all. Yeah, had no savings. I was skinned. We were both proper skin so that made it worse yeah because i was like how am i gonna fix this yeah how am i gonna rectify this fucking mess that i've got myself into and i didn't expect you to pay for anything because i crashed it <laughs> you know I, I expected you to help me like you know practically yeah and yeah. we'll get on to that but from a financial perspective i was like what the fuck am i gonna do it was it was 
That I mean, I was stressed out by that as well. And that stressed <clears throat> me out, man. You, we've got quite a lot of footage because because after it happened, we we did shoot quite a bit. Maybe we should redo that video. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know if we've still got any raw footage. I've still got it all. Oh, have you? Yeah. Um, I think so. Anyway, because um, we've there's a lot of footage of of you just having an emotional. I, I'm I'm trying to like cheer you up and stuff, and I'm being a, probably I'm probably being not helping. I'm being a bit of a dick, just being like, oh come on, mate, it's all good. I'm trying to crack jokes and stuff, yeah, and, yeah. and you're just like, oh mate, what am I gonna do? What are we gonna do? This is a disaster. I was kind of it was bad. Yeah, and, yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. So then, I can't remember how. So we were just like, right, thanks, guys, at QuickFit. I don't think they charged us for, no. for looking at it, which was they, which they was took good. sympathy on me. I think because yeah. they could see that I was like stressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went. We went back to your dad's house, and we were like, right, what we're we gonna do? We ha- oh no, then you rang Ross. I think no, you rang Ross. I rang Ross because I couldn't face it. That's right, and I can't. I can't remember how that conversation went, but it you. Was- I remember because we went back. I think when we went, did I ring Ross? <clears throat> I think it was at, when we was at my house, my dad's house. Okay, so so yeah, so so they basically told us, look, this is what you need, but as long as you take it easy, don't you can drive. You, you can drive it home. Just limp it home. Be careful, and you, you'll be okay to get home. So it was like fucking thank God. Yeah, that did reassure me a little bit. But yeah, not massively. And then we got back to my dad's house, and then you rang Ross and. F- Thank the Lord, Ross was just like, "Yeah, it's cool. These things happen." Yeah, he was like, "It's, it's like these things happen." You know, I'll keep the Mercedes until. Oh yeah, I was without a car for a couple yeah. of days. You bastard. <laughs> Sorry. And he was like, "I'll keep the Merc. You guys figure out what to do with the car." He puts on to James. Yeah, no, no, he was. I oh, know. Did he put? I I think we said to Ross, "Look, we." We'll get this sorted. Yeah, yeah, we will. We'll, we'll fix this. We, we haven't quite figured it out yet, but, but don't we will worry. Sort this it's out. not a write-off. Yeah, but it is quite bad. We've had it up on the ramps. They've told us what we need. We'll fix it. Yeah. Just leave it with us. We'll let you know by the end of the day <clears> what like, we've got planned. Keep the Merc. Use the Merc for whatever you need to use it for. Yeah. We, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll sort it out. And Ross was like, "Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. These things happen." It, yeah, and I was just like, "Oh, thank God." That was a big help because he, yeah, he, he's such a nice guy. He wasn't. It, it wasn't even like. Oh, fuck's sake all right dude well i guess these things happen he was literally just like yeah it's, it, mate it's cool yeah he was literally like like do not worry yeah, don't stress these fine. things happen like it was very like professional about it mm-hmm. in, in, like it was almost like he realizes that these things happen mm. and he didn't want to put any more stress onto us yeah yeah so he was like almost protecting us from the stress so that we could get the practicalities sorted yeah 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 and, like, yeah, yeah. You know, if that was me, I'd be like, "Fuck!" If I was in Ross's shoes, I'd be like, "Fuck!" He probably, he, probably, he probably hung up the phone and just went to Peggy. They fucking they crashed my car. My car. Those fucking idiots. I knew we shouldn't have fucking given that yeah. car to them. And, and I wouldn't blame him. No, because no, I'm, I'm sure he will. But uh, he was super nice about it, and that really helped. But you know, I still felt awful. Um, but yeah, so then we developed a plan, didn't we? we? Yeah, I think we we were like, right, let's not fuck about getting lower arms and all this kind of shit. Whatever. I was like, I don't, I think Quick Fit, we, we were both like, I think Quick Fit were being a bit cheeky. Not cheeky, but I think they were just being a bit overly cautious. Well, you know? they like to, they like to replace a lot of things that don't necessarily need to be replaced. Yeah, and also. By nature. To be, and, and to be fair to them, you know, if, if we took the car to them and said, it's been damaged, what do we need to make it safe again? Yeah. They don't want to be liable. Exactly. If they just say, oh, you should get away with just a, a lower arm. Yeah. It's not like you're matey down the road. Exactly. It? So we were like, right, 
we don't know exactly what we need. Yeah. So let's just buy the entire rear subframe for Assembly. an E46. Yeah. So we scoured eBay. So we spent the next couple of hours, yeah, properly scouring eBay. We found that day, <clears throat> we found a guy in Birmingham. Yeah. Identical car. It was, it, was a, a, it was a petrol. Oh, yeah, okay. A 330i. Yeah, we were like, we don't need the diff, but we need everything else. Yeah, we need the whole rear subframe assembly, yeah. the lot. Yeah, suspension. Just in case. Yeah, just in case. So we were like, we've got everything we need then. Because he was breaking it. I can't remember what he was breaking it for. He was he was building a track car. Yeah, a track car or a drift car or something. He was just using parts from a donor. And I, I, I can't remember. But he had the whole thing. So then we got... What were we driving? Because My what? E90. Did you have your E90 at that point? Yeah. You couldn't have been a student then. You didn't get that as a No, student. I got it my first year as a nurse. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't a student. I was just qualified. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so, so still skin. So, so, hold on a second. <laughs> so, all of this happened, and your daily car was a rear-wheel drive 3 Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was... My 3 Series was a completely different thing to this 330D. That 330D was a beast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so we jump in the oh yeah because that's what we were like right we got the e90 well, it's a wagon i rung the bloke yeah oh i messaged him on ebay and was like i need the whole thing have you still got it please 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 gave him my yeah because it was just a generic oh e46 yeah, breaking ad breaking on, on, e46 on get down Mabel. so then i rung him and was like yo man i need the whole rear subframe and we need it now. and i need it today yeah and he was just like yeah yeah i got that yeah cool, where are you? And I was like, I'm in Sweden. He was like, okay, cool, you're a couple of hours away. Do you want to come today? And I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> so like, as soon as we got the all clear from him that we could have it, we were just like, get in the E90 and let's go. Let's hit the M5. Let's, let's get this today yeah. so that we can develop a plan this week to get this fucking car fixed mm-hmm. and give it back to Ross. Yeah. Because he's without a car. I need to get it He fixed. wasn't without a car. He was with my fucking well, car. Yeah. I was without a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're out of car. And I'm not going to feel... Con- I said to you... Like, numerous times on the day i'm not going to feel content about this whole situation until this car is fixed and back with ross yeah like i will not be able yeah to- so so to, to a certain extent you were just like i i need this to get fixed as quickly as possible yeah yeah, there were, yeah. There, my priority was fix the fucking car yeah. get it back to ross forget this ever happened you know <laughs> you know if possible <laughs> but we made a video about it and now we're talking about a podcast so yeah. i can't forget can i yeah well you know but you know so we got in the u90 I drove us up to Birmingham, met the guy, and we stuck the subframe assembly, rear axle, the lot. Mabel, calm down, baby. In the back of the United In the back of the United States. Swallowed it up a treat. Yeah, it did. And then we drove back to my dad's. I remember we had a McDonald's in Strencham Services on the way home. Oh, we did. And uh, Yes, I remember. No, was it Strencham? Yeah, I think it was. And I remember that was quite a... Um, because by that point, it was like late in the evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were knackered. Yeah, we were really tired. It had been a stressful day. It had been a long day. <clears throat> Bearing in mind, we picked up, the, like I said, we started early that day. We picked up the yeah. Beamer at like 8 a.m. Yeah, I know, yeah. Crashed by 8.30. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we, we got, yeah, I, I remember that was, a, that was a somber Burger King. Oh, McDonald's or whatever it was. Yeah. We, we, I remember sat there. I remember. I don't think we talked much. Vivid, I remember this vividly because we were sat in the like. Like tented bit. Yeah, in the, in the sort <laughs> in, like of, these plastic <laughs> chairs. There was no one else there. Everyone, everyone else was just sat in the normal moment. Yeah. So we were just like, no, we need to fucking be. Yeah, we, we, need, have, to be we, alone. we need our own space. <laughs> we just sat there just eating our miserable chips. Yeah. Got home. Did we take it to James that night? Or I not? think we. I think we. 
did. I can't really remember. Because once once we sort of come up with a plan of we're just going to buy a rear end, that's, I think, when we spoke to Ross and we were just like, look, dude, this here's, is what we're, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to buy an entire rear end. And we're going to take it to we're gonna, our we're, mate James. Well, no, I think, I think I said, or we said to him, you know, do you suggest anyone? Bear in mind, this is someone who's going to be working on his car as well. So yeah, like, yeah. Who, who would you like? Who would you like car? to work on it, and who do you think we should take to work on it? And he was just like, "Look, hit up James." Yeah, this is James from Cotswold, Cotswold Vehicle Services. Vehicle services, yeah. Um, who we'd also done a video on his E36. His, M3. He, he had an E36 M3 that we'd made a video on a few months previously. Lovely car. So, which which was a gorgeous car. Yeah, what a machine that was. I didn't um, crash that. You didn't crash it. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> well, that thing drove normally. The 330D was a fucking beast, man. Anyway, so, yeah, we hit him up and was like, yo, this is the situation. We need you to kind of help us out. Um, he, he was just like, yeah, bring it over. Yeah. Bring the car over. Bring the subframe <clears throat> over. And I will sort it for you. Yeah, give me a couple of days. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll figure out what's needed. If yeah. I have to swap the whole thing, I'll swap the whole thing. If I don't, I'll just swap bits and bobs. Yeah, and he, he just charged us basically before it yeah yeah he did a, he, and I, oh but and i think the subframe how much was that i think it was like how much did we pay for that 120 quid or something i think it was less than that i think it was like 80 pounds really i'm not sure we'll have to have a look it doesn't really matter it wasn't a lot of money no it wasn't a lot of money uh, and then yeah so we so he, that's right yes we did so we did we'd organized that early on in the day once yeah. we knew what the plan was so we by the time we'd had our burger king at strengthen got home i remember we drove it up to james's place that night in the Miserable, pitch fucking black. It's awful, wasn't it? It, it was, and it's in the arse end of fucking nowhere. Yeah, so yeah, his his place is out right out in the sticks. So we had to drive uh, again, limping this BMW mm. with this wonky wheel mm. the whole way there at like you know fifteen twenty mile an hour. That took fucking ages. It was pissing down with rain, I think, or drizzling at least. It was really cold. Got there. He what he didn't. He wasn't there. Obviously, we had to no. just park it up and leave Put the, the keys, keys in in through the letterbox. And we left the we left the subframe like perched up against the fucking wall, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then yeah, a couple of days later, he gave us a call saying, "Yeah, it's all done. Come and pick it up." And he sent us a photo of one of the like the oh, arms, shit. and it was lit, like it's normally straight. I it completely was, it was forgot. Yeah, yeah. It was like a right angle. One one of the suspension. I can't remember if it was the lower arm or what. I don't really understand the suspension. Um, but one of the arms or something was. 90 degree bent. Oh, it was completely bent. It was fucked. Yeah, and that would explain the adverse camber issue. <laughs> it was literally like, I can't... If it, imagine it's like, it's just a right angle. It was bent, bent. Also, there was a, there was a real slight curb mark on one of the wheels, mm. I remember. I'm surprised it didn't take a massive this chunk is, out of it. Well, okay, so I'm going to go off on a slight tangent here. I don't like stretched tyres very much. This is one of the reasons why. If that had had, if that had been a bit more stanced out, if the tyres had been stretched, because they were wide rims, I don't know, mm. I think they were probably 9Js. Mm. Maybe, maybe. They were big boys. They were like 5 Series BBS splits or something. Yeah, yeah. They were really wide wheels. Uh, they must have been 9s. I'm sure they were 9s. Yeah. But they had proper wide tyres on them. If, that, if they'd been stretched, that rim would have been toast. destroyed. And they were quite expensive wheels. Yes. And luckily, Ross was like, look, the wheels had a few more few marks on them anyway. I was kind of half thinking about getting refurb. Yeah. So he didn't really care about the wheel, which no. is a real lifesaver. Thank God. Um, so yeah, a couple of days later, James gave us a call saying it was ready. Picked it up. We had to take it to get it aligned. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, took it to Imperial Tires in Swindon. 
No one overtakes us. Imperial tires. Imperial tires. And um, they they did a good job, yeah. as you'd expect. And then we reviewed the car. And then we actually. And I, I I haven't watched that video in years, but I seem to remember you are a tentative mess. You are not your usual self in that no, video. That you, car. You, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm still there trying. Yeah, to yeah. You're having a great time. <laughs> that car. You know, you you just sat there like a trauma victim, just like literally. Yeah, well, the thing about this car is that you know it tried to kill me. <laughs> it's quite high mileage, but it does wear its mileage quite well. Like you were trying, but you were just—I just wanted the car to be gone. Yeah, you know, as much as I, I love, I did like the car. It was a lovely car for what it was. How many miles it had on it? It was a nice car. It sounded great. It did. Like for for a diesel, it sounded yeah. like I say, it was it was either straight piped. It wasn't too loud, but it sounded yeah. really nice. But. I couldn't get away from the fact that I just wanted to get rid of this car. I'm going to go shut the door real quick. Charlie's about to come in. I know. That's why I'm going to shut this door. She gonna She's going to come in here. Okay. So we might need to take a little bit of a break, depending on how much noise there is. Should we take a comfort break? Yeah. So after that, I'm going to go and uh, speak to my therapist because <laughs> I've dug up some old traumas <laughs> and I'm going to have a coffee. So we'll be back in a second. There we go. Right. So break time over. Nice. Yeah, nice little... Bagel. Lovely bagel. Oh, it's delicious. Some nice hams. Yeah. Um, Cream cheese. So, yeah, basically with the BMW then, so that was, I, think, I think we rounded that story off, didn't we? Yeah, basically, it was a complete fucking shit show <laughs> from, from the get-go. You know, we, I ha- we had the car less than an hour and I'd already crashed it and it took a week to repair it. Then we did get it back to Ross, finally. But the whole roller coaster of emotions that we went through was very traumatizing it, for me it, personally. It genuinely was, yeah. You could see it, like you, you. That was not a nice experience. No, it was like a. It was like I'd reached my stress tolerance. I think we mentioned it in the video. Yeah, it remember was, there was there was a funny scene in that video, wasn't there? It's like, yeah, you, you you were like a robot that had just been switched off. You you were just like you just, I was trying to. You went into safe mode. Yeah, I did. You were just I went to limp mode. Yeah. <laughs> So literally, I was just like, I need to protect myself from myself, from my thoughts, you know? And I was like that for a week. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. I felt awful. Honestly, I've done some bad shit in my life. Not bad, bad shit. Yeah, yeah. You haven't murdered anyone. No. But like, done some things that you regret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like, probably right up there on the list of feeling bad. It was... And to be fair, that... Probably does speak volumes about me. Yeah, that's nice. That's, 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 you're right. That's, that's Very a good, poignant. Good dude. Thank you. <laughs> good dude, crash car. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Yeah, so, um, well, let's just, you know, we'll wrap it up in a minute, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about you. Obviously, you've been to Morocco. I have. Been, to, been in Marrakesh for the last week or so. Mental place. I want to talk about the because I've been to Marrakesh. You've been to Marrakesh before. as well, yeah, haven't so, you? And I, I want to talk about the, the cars of Marrakesh because yeah. it's, it's a. Oh, that's a weird place. The whole, the whole place is fucking mental. Like, um, North Africa is probably all like that. All, all like I would same. have thought so. Yeah, I mean, certainly the, the cultural <clears throat> experience of North Africa is probably quite similar in different North African cities. As in, like, you've got the new town, the old town, and it's just chaos. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the thing with Marrakesh is that you've got... I, I, didn't, I didn't actually go to the, the new part of it when I was there. Mm-hmm. I only visited the Medina, the old town. Yeah. So, um, I've, I've researched this, and every city has a Medina. Okay. So, it's like the old town. Yeah. This translates to old town. Even Swindon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in, specifically in North Africa, they've obviously developed parts of most cities yeah. now. 
money and you know it, all those sorts of stuff. So the old town is where people used to live. So about 100 years ago in Marrakesh, they all lived in the old town. Yeah. The new town didn't exist. Yeah. So then they've got this big wall around it. Yeah, it's like yeah. all in this big wall. And you just think, this is fucking crazy. That it's... It's, it's like a... I can't describe it in just a short sentence. And also, again, it's worth mentioning that obviously we both grew up in the countryside. In the countryside. So, and, and Marrakesh. It, like, don't get me wrong, we've both been to big cities plenty of times. I don't like cities. I don't, I'm, as a general rule, I don't really like cities either. No, no, I like fields, basically. Put me in a field, I'm happy. That's yeah. why I love golf, right? Because I'm, con- <laughs> I'm in a field for four hours, no other fucker around, yeah. and it's lovely. Put me in a city, I become a little bit anxious. Yeah, just, same. just generally. There's a lot, there's a lot, there's, there's too much stimulus for me. Oh, God, I get overstimulated. And, too, and, many, too many sounds, smells, people, busy. And on that front, Marrakesh is oh my, right up there. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. Like, the taxi driver is like off his head on drugs. He's not, but it's the way he's driving. But then I look out the window, everybody's like that. There's mopeds coming up the inside. What, the time, did you, what time did you land? Oh, uh, oh, what time of day? Midday. Oh, okay. So it was, it was chaos. Well, so And we were thinking, I wonder if there's a rush hour here, because it felt like rush hour all of the all time. All the time, yeah, yeah. There's like mopeds, people on donkeys, people on horse and cart. Yeah. And everybody's just using any lane. And the people on the motorbikes have helmets, some don't. So there's like four people on a moped. Again, bearing in mind, again, this is a third world country, I get that. But there's there's donkeys and horses and carts and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And camels. Marrakesh is, I'm pretty sure, it's the, is the capital city of Morocco? No, it's not. Casablanca is? Yes. Right, okay. I think so, but I know Marrakesh isn't. Right, okay. But it's a big, it's a, oh, yeah. it's one of the biggest. It's, it's probably, a major city. And there's, and there's people, and again, this is, this is, no, this is not a criticism. It's, the it's just an life. observation. We are ignorant, not very well-traveled people. Yeah, we're classic Westerners. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're naive to us, uh, most of the world. So my, I remember, it's a stressful place. It's so stressful. I, I, I'm not, I'm glad I went there. The only reason I ended up going there was because, to be completely frank, I wanted a hot holiday. Yeah. And it was the cheapest place that we could find. That is basically why we ended up there. <laughs> you know, we wanted to get away from the winter for some heat. And we were like, want to go somewhere new. Mm-hmm. We got a really good rate, so we went. And online, it looks flipping lovely. The pictures look lovely. And again... And it is a lovely place. It, is a lovely it has its lovely parts. Yes. You know, like like every place. We've got some lovely photos. We've visited some lovely gardens and stuff. But we strip all that back. It's, it's, it's a stressful it's, place. It's chaos. <laughs> it's chaos. So we got out of the taxi in this road by this square and the Riyadh, which is a traditional Moroccan house, it's been converted into like a boutique hotel, was apparently on that road, mm-hmm. right? So we got out of the taxi and the taxi, I said to the taxi driver, where's the hotel? Because I'm looking round and <laughs> it's like, it's like, I was thinking like, this can't be right. You know, that, <laughs> I'm, it's almost like I'm in the middle of a war zone, <laughs> yeah. but there's no, there's no gunfire. You know, I mean, everybody's running around. There's like hustle and bustle. There's fucking it's donkeys. It's like a Call of Duty map. It literally is. Like, like an Arabic Call of Duty map. Again, I want to make it clear. We're not laughing at these people. No, no. I'm just We're, we're laughing at our own ignorance. Yeah, literally. Anything. I'm so ignorant that I couldn't fathom my environment. Yeah. You know? And I was just like, where do I even go? 
Like, where where is the hotel? I can't see where the street goes. I don't know what's down there. That looks like an alleyway. That looks like a... It's just crazy. And there's people everywhere. Yeah. So the taxi driver doesn't even know where the hotel is. So he's asking a homeless man that's just chilling out, as he does. Probably That's probably where he chills out all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Says, and he's like, oh, no, 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 all this sort of stuff. And then another homeless man comes up to him and goes, oh, mister, mister, follow me. So he took us to the front door of the hotel. Nice chap. Yeah, lovely chap. And then he got to the front door. He's like, have you got any questions for me? And I was like, no, thank you, but thank you. And I was like, do I tip? Don't I tip? And like, yeah, you've got a tip over there. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't tip because I only had like 200 dirham notes, which is like the equivalent of, I don't know. 20 quid. 20 I quid. And I was like, I can't give him 20 quid. Well, can I? I didn't know the culture. Nah, I didn't know what was going on. I mean, uh, yeah, it's... Anyway, we got into the Riyadh, and that was just like a, like just just beautiful. It's like an oasis away yeah. from the chaos. But you step out the front door, and it's like two different worlds, man. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, I was not expecting it, and it caught me off guard, and I was just like, "Holy!" I'm pretty sure I said fuck. to you last week when we recorded. You were like, "Dude, you I, you you asked me where are you staying?" And I was like, "Oh, we're staying in the Medina," and you were like, "Bro." <laughs> that's insane and I was just like nah be fine I've looked all up online you were like no dude like it's insane it, it, it's, it's chaos and I was like nah be cool when I got there I instantly realised what you said and I thought Ben was right So I, I fucked up when, when but I... <laughs> we hadn't fucked up we made the most of it and it was awesome we got f- fully stuck into the culture at loads of cultural food like Moroccan food spoke to loads of locals but it was crazy yeah, it's, it was it's, crazy. It's, it's a big adjustment to make when you arrive there. And like, I'm not used to city life, mm. okay? So this is like going from a field to a city on steroids that isn't quite developed. And nobody really, really knows what's going yeah. on. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, it's, it's like nobody there's, really knows what's going on. There's, there's no order. There's, exactly. I was about to say, there's, no, there's, there's not much order. I, I, if, I would imagine if... <laughs> this is just an observation, but I think if you were to take someone who is uh, neurodivergent... Mm. They would not have a very good time there. No, no. I, I think it would just be stimulus off the maximum. Yeah, just whoa, just yeah, too much. Like I, the first day we walked around the Medina, I had to say to Charlie, who I was with, I need to get out of here because mm. I'm about to have an anxiety attack. Really? Yeah, it was that bad. And this was the day I was having really bad. I had a whole other story, but I had a really bad lung problem when we were there. I'd see a doctor and all that sort of stuff, and I had really bad pain. Whilst we're in the depths of the Medina, oh, I thought gosh. if I pass out here, how do I get out? How, what, what's going to happen to yeah, me? Yeah, exactly. And what's going to happen to Charlie? And like, I didn't have a good time that day. And then I saw the doctor in the afternoon. He started me loads of meds, sorted that out. And then, it, and then I calmed down a bit because I was like, I'm not going to die. <laughs> doctor, and I thought I was going to die. And the doctor was like, You've just got a chest infection, take these antibiotics. And I was like, Okay, thank fuck for that. And the next day we went around the Medina, and I was just like, Okay, this we're getting we're getting involved now. And that was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But huge culture shock. Mm. Like hugely, hugely, hugely overwhelming for me. Let's talk about the cars of Morocco. Let's get to that. that, was, that was the- <laughs> I'm sure you can cut a lot of this shit out. No, I'll let it run. Because this is going to be like 90,000 minutes long. That'll be all right. The last episode was fucking two and a half Okay, hours. right, cars. Yeah, so... What was yours? Well, my, so we'll go one for one. I've got two, I've got two vivid memories okay. of the cars of Morocco. Okay. And, I, and I loved both of them. Okay, so... Before you get into that, yeah. my first experience was we got out of the hotel, uh, out of the airport, and there's a Porsche Cayenne. Okay. With a hotel thing on the side. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So 
he's picking people up to go to the hotel. And we're like, oh, that would have been nice. And then there's a there's a Bentley with big chrome wheels, like two tone paint, yeah, yeah, burgundy yeah. on the top, silver on the bottom. And I'm like, that's that's pretty cool. Like this is pretty bougie. Yeah, yeah. Right. This Daihatsu comes and picks us up. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was, that's not what I was expecting. I was like, you know, okay, fair enough. No seatbelts. Yeah. So I'm just like, well, okay, this is mental. And then as we drive past these hotels, you can see all the concierge vehicles and they're all these big Porsches and G-Wagons and all this sort of stuff. So that's pretty cool. I didn't see any of this but, when I was there. <laughs> but this is all in the new town. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't go there. And then we drove to the old town and it drastically changes. <laughs> it's like drastically different to like Renault fives. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Mark II Golfs, quite common. Okay. Yeah. Uh, old C classes, like 180s, everywhere. Okay, right. Yeah. And then the rest of it is just scattered with like Daihatsus and like cheap Asian cars. Yeah. And there was the occasional brand new Audi that would just drive through and you're thinking, that guy is a legend because how the hell is he driving that through this? Because if he bangs that and somebody's going to crash their moped into that, you know, (laughs) it's a common. The roads are chaos. Oh my God, yeah. Um, So so we we booked an all-inclusive holiday. Right. right? I've never done that before and I haven't done that since actually. And because again, we just wanted cheap sun. Yeah, yeah. And we thought, you know, like you say, new place, Morocco, it'd be quite interesting. And it was interesting. I'm, I'm glad that we went. Yeah, an experience. And so we fly into um, Marrakesh Airport at, you know, it was probably seven, it was probably eight o'clock in the evening when we landed. Yeah. Already dark. Oh, right. Because again, it, this was, I think this would have been like October time. So yeah, it was yeah. sort of getting into winter. So it was already dark when we landed. The airport was an absolute sweat box. Was it? It was horrible, yeah. Was there like a new building when you were there? It was all quite developed, I thought. Because I'm pretty sure they were building a new terminal when I was there. Yeah, the terminal we went to was actually quite modern. Yeah, so that must have been the one that they were building, because the one that we went to was not modern. (laughs) Oh, right. The one we went to was actually really really nice. (laughs) It it wasn't like high-end, high-end, but it was modern. Yeah, no, the one that we went to was... Was Was it ghetto? It's it's exactly what I expected Marrakesh Airport to look like. Yeah. Um, Do you know that's a really high security airport? Is it? it? Well, it is now. I'll get onto that in a minute. Okay. Well, so so we landed at the airport, and again, we you know this is an all inclusive holiday, so transfers were included, everything else like that. So we get up there. I think we booked with Tui or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we land, we go through security, we're sweating our tits off. Um, go through security, get out, and uh, and we were looking for a big coach or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we're like, what's going on with this? And then we're sort of asking around, like, oh. And then there's just a guy with a sign uh-huh. with our name on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. We had that as well. So we go to it, and um, he takes us outside. And I can't remember if it was a Land Cruiser or a Pathfinder. But it was one of those two. It was like a 90s, big Japanese, proper UN spec, yeah. white, nice, old school Love 4x4. That. And I was just like... That's awesome. This is amazing. We're getting... I was like... We're going to the desert in a Land Cruiser. I was literally just like, fuck a coach. This is way cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was buzzing about that. So he took us to our hotel. Him and... So he was like our chaperone, if you want to call it that. And there was yeah. and there was a driver. The driver didn't really speak much English. He spoke really good English. And he was like talking to us. And he was really, really friendly. Really cool. Like taught us some phrases and stuff. Like, oh, nice. You know, uh, 
I can't even remember. They that, speak French over there, don't they? Yeah, yeah. French and Arabic. Yeah. Um, and so we got to the hotel. <laughs> Use the mirrors to look under the car. For no bo- way. For bombs, and we were like, "Wow, wasn't okay. that, but okay, fine, whatever." <laughs> Get into the hotel anyway. So that was cool. The the Pathfinder slash Land Cruiser. Like I said, I can't remember what it was. And then the 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 when we went out to the Medina, the next day or the day after, um, got the hotel to book us a taxi. Yeah. And I was just like. I was like, please, I don't want this to be a fucking two-year-old Octavia. Yeah, I, yeah. I want this to be something. I want this to look like a Moroccan taxi. Yeah, yeah. This, it, get a, a call from reception. Oh, your taxi's here, Mr. World. Okay, cool. So we go down there. Out front is a hearing aid beige <laughs> Mercedes W123. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With... Like I think, I think it even had a white roof, big taxi sound. Like love that proper, proper, like African taxi. Yeah, spec. it was battered. Yeah, it was absolutely yeah. battered. We get in there, got this clattery old diesel. Yeah, um, none. Of, I noticed on the road, on the drive that none of the gauges worked. Love that. None of the gauges worked. Speedo didn't work. Rev counter didn't work. Nothing. Uh, it's maybe, a shed. Maybe the temperature gauge worked. Yeah. All the seats were torn. All the yeah. door cards were hanging off, and I was just like, yeah. This is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. This is perfect. This is proper Moroccan spec taxi. Yeah, yeah. I don't want a nice new taxi. This is what I want. But those are my only two memories of, uh, other than the roads just generally being chaos, a, just chaos. No system. I don't remember any other seeing really what type of cars were out there. Yeah, there, um, there's not a huge amount of diversity over there. No. It's a lot and a lot of lot of these. Beige taxis. You sent me a, a photo of that fucking weird Clio oh, saloon thing. Oh, sort of Clio saloon. Yeah. I mean, that stood out like a sore <sighs> thumb. Wow. That was the only car that I was just like, whoa, taken aback by. And that's a Clio saloon. It was so hot. That was horrible. Hideous. Um, but like I said, there's quite a few Renault 5s. There was quite a few Peugeot 205s. Okay. There was quite a few Mark II hey, Golfs. Maybe there's a business here. What? How much do you reckon they're worth? Oh, bugger all. I wonder how much it would cost to import an old 205 from Mate, them. they were hanging. So? Mate, have you seen how much 205s are worth now? Yeah, but these are like 1.9 diesels. So? Oh, my God. On Facebook Marketplace the other day, I saw... Sorry, we're getting off topic. I saw a um, 205 three-door 205 with the 1.9 360 no. turbo swap. Whoa! Lowered, nice suspension, had some really nice big steel wheels on there. Oh, mate, it was absolutely gorgeous. And it was like two grand. What? I was really tempted to buy it. We should have gone out on that. Oh, that God. So cool. I can't. I've got wedding to plan. Uh. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, so there was a lot of these old bangers. And I've got photos of them on my phone. We'll put mm. them up on the screen. Like, um, I was surprised how many Renault 5s there were. Five-door Renault 5s. That's rad. Awesome. And I was convinced they were the, it was the same one. I kept seeing, but it wasn't because they had different wheels and one of them had a roof rack and stuff. Like it was just like crazy. And then there was like old Mercedes. I've got a picture of an old C-Class, I think it is. This just looks like it's slammed, but it's not because the shocks are all steep. Yeah, yeah. And it's just all ratty and tatty, but there's just two Arabic blokes driving it and they're living their best life. Oh, man, they weird. don't care what they're driving over there. But then you went to the new town and there was like Audis. G-Wagons, Porsches, and you just think, I, like, I, I thought respect to those guys driving those things around because I would not want to drive that around. It's, it's, it's a weird... I would rather drive a bang around there because 
one I'd be scared that a moped or a donkey or a horse and car or just a pedestrian is going to clatter into the side of my car at any point. But do you know what? We were driving in the taxi quite a lot, mm. getting around in taxis, and we were just like, we're going to see, we're going to see an accident. Yeah, I remember thinking that as well. So, so someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get hurt. Like there was, I got a video of a family of four on a moped driving down a main road, <laughs> you know, and then there's a bloke on a donkey cutting across the road, and there's a a guy walking in the middle of the road. Like, there's no system. Like, it said on the tour guide thing, well, like, when we got to the hotel, it said, like, this thing about things to take note of. And, like, one of the things it said is, zebra crossings in Morocco are known by the locals as strictly decorational. You know, they're, they're not practical at all. Yeah, it took us... Don't a, use them. It took us a good five minutes to cross the road when we were there. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no system. No. And, um... Well, it, it, there's no, there's, it no, there's no formal system, no. but it clearly does work. It does, because we did not see a single accident. It was chaos, but it was like synchronised chaos. Yeah. It was quite impressive in a, in a strange way. Maybe one day we'll show a North African road trip. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but when we got back to England, I was just like, oh my God, this is serene. And I was on the M25 in rush hour, and I was just like, this is brilliant. <laughs> because everybody's staying in their lane, <laughs> you know. It's, it's, it, it's structured and, like, controlled. But, yeah. You've just reminded me actually. So when um, so I was really into when I was younger, I was really into the Gumball Rally. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. really really into it. And they obviously they released a few movies. Yeah. And the f- the second movie they released was called Six Days in May. I think this was two thousand and three, maybe. So this probably would have been the fourth Gumball Rally. Some of this is just when it was starting to get popular. Yeah. And. Some of the main characters in that movie were uh, Rob Deerdeck and, oh, Big, yeah. and Big Black, Rob and Big Black yeah, were, yeah. were in it. Those, yeah, really, really good movie. Uh-huh. Um, but part of that rally, they went into Morocco and sort of went into Morocco and then just back out again. They they drove to Gibraltar. I th- they drove to the bottom of Spain. Got a ferry. Took across. a ferry over. Drove around Morocco for a little bit. Then went back. I think. Um, and the king of Morocco um, was basically just like, look. In the cities, we give you police escort. You follow us. Wow. We take you through the cities. Between the cities, I remember, I remember this do what you thing. want. He says, "Ride as you like." Wow. And so these gumball and so don't get me wrong. A lot of them were just like, "Well, we need to be careful here." But mate, some of them were driving like fucking lunatics, and they were undertaking off the off the side of the road and like going past stories. And there's donkeys and stuff. And oh, I remember, I remember God. as a kid, as a 13, 14 year old. I remember it's watching. like, this is the most badass thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, mate, I, I rewatched that movie a couple of months ago. It's like, how did someone not die? I was literally just like, this is bad. Yeah. This could be really bad. This is, I was like getting a bit anxious watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Morocco, different world from what I'm used to, certainly. So, and again, none of what we're saying here is, <laughs> is this is just subjective this is just us being two fucking idiots that haven't seen much of the world yeah i mean we've lived under a rock a nice rock yeah but a rock and we're not particularly experienced are we we're not very well traveled no i've done france <laughs> yeah. i've been to disneyland in america <laughs> <laughs> and i've been to Sanchester golf course <laughs> about three days a week uh yeah so yeah it was, it was just an experience worth having and in some senses, it's like one of those, like the Medina in Marrakesh is like almost like a bucket list item. Yeah. Because it's so, you've got to experience it to, to believe it. 
you know i fucking told you yeah <laughs> mental and i'm really glad we did it and uh i can say i've been to the medina in marrakesh and it's mental and i probably won't go back for a while <laughs> you know but i would recommend people to go because it's like one of those places where you have to see it to believe it and you have to experience it to yeah, really appreciate and there's some really cool stuff there oh, like yeah. the main oh. the main mosque right by the Medina Ben Yedda mosque yeah wow Ben Yusuf Ben Yedda whatever it's called wow 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 amazing um, and the gardens wow. oh my god yeah we went to uh, some fashion designer's house and his gardens Yves Saint Laurent or something Yves Saint Laurent yeah so he has a fashion house over there he's died now he died in 2008 they've got a memorial there he lived there with his partner I didn't realise he lived there um, but they yeah, they've got this beautiful blue house and it's called the Majorelle Gardens. And it's really, I didn't go, but I, I remember, I yeah, remember re- reading when I was there. Yeah, really lovely. Um, but yeah, going, touching back on kind of some of the beautiful things, is that one thing that really stood out is that the locals or the natives, if you like, they're freaking skilled people. 100%. Like the things that they're making in the Medina, like so there's a bloke wood turning and then next to me there's some guy making like leather belts and then there's some guy making like copper plates. And it's, it's good, and it's good yeah, quality it's stuff. Good stuff. Like, it's amazing. And you just think, Christ, man. Like this, you're, do, you're doing this in a tent in the street. Yeah, and it's everywhere. Yeah. Like they're all really, really skilled. And this is just what they do day to day. And these are just like, it, it's mind-blowing because mm. there isn't a factory there isn't like a computer. Yeah. There isn't like much R and D departments behind what they're doing. They're just sitting there doing their skills just and churning out this high end quality stuff. And all the way down from like just from like clothing, but then to like cosmetics. And yeah, got, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like the, the, the perfumes. I bought some these bars some cool jewelry makers there as well yeah jewelry makers and shoemakers and furniture and it's just really really interesting to see them making all of this on the side of the street and i was just like wow and we were both saying me and charlie were just like these guys are fucking talented Mm. like the shit that they're churning out is insane like in england that would go through a whole process of computers yeah, and yeah. factories and all this sort of shit whereas over there they're just like fuck it we'll do it in our tent mate and we'll do it better than you yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean so that was really impressive um there's loads of really impressive things about it like the whole culture was just really impressive their cuisine's really nice mm, their tagines yeah. oh my god i had tagine every day it was mm. fucking delicious and yeah it was, it was really 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 impressive place but chaotic I mean, I, I struggle to sum it up in any other word than chaotic, but that's a that's actually a compliment. Yeah, in a yeah, way. yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I'm not. Mean. I'm not saying that negatively. Yeah, it's like organised chaos. Admiration for for yeah, they're living in that environment. Absolutely. Anyway, that's that. But leaving, I just want to touch on this. Yeah. The airport, high security airport. We must have gone through passport control about six times. Really? Yeah, they checked our passport. And then, because they've got no apps to do... So, we get to the airport. They've got no apps to do your boarding pass. You have to print your boarding pass off the hotel. Okay, yeah. And then, you instead of going straight to your gate, because you've got your boarding pass, because we only had hand luggage, we have to then queue up in the baggage bit to get our boarding pass stamped in the baggage collection, which yeah. just seemed unnecessary, because it's like, well, we've got my boarding pass. I'm not checking any bags. Yeah. So, we had to queue up for an hour to get that stamped. And then, we had to go through passport control. And then, they have to go through passport control again. And then they have to go through passport control 
again. And then you have to get your bag scanned again. And then before you go into the gate, you have to get your passport checked again and your bag scanned again. Why? And I asked the guy on the plane, like the, the EasyJet guy, and he was just like, I said, because he, he was going, I need to see your boarding pass before you get on the plane. I was like, okay. Again. I was like, again, he was like, yeah, you've probably had to show it like 16 times already. I was like, yeah, why is that? And he was like, oh, it's because it's a really high security airport. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. He was like, yeah, it's one of the highest security airports that we come to. Really? And I was just like, that explains it. Because then we got back to England. Nobody, it wasn't a man that checked my passport. It was a machine. I just scanned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I walked straight out of the airport. Yeah. It was easy. Wonder but what? yeah, I don't know why, but it was insane. Well, the fact that they checked my taxi for bombs underneath when I was there. Maybe that speaks volumes, obviously. Maybe, doesn't it? Again, this is probably just showing our massive ignorance. <laughs> There's people probably watching this. There's probably no one watching this. But they're <laughs> going like, you guys are fucking idiots. Like, bombs? What the fuck are you talking about? High security airport? What are you talking about? They're just checking your fucking passport six times, mate. Like, chill out. Like, oh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's that then. I think we're good. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Yeah. So and listening if you're on Spotify or for, Apple. Again, I'm, I'm not sure if we've explicitly said this, but for audio listeners, obviously we do put these on YouTube as well. Yeah. Um, as, a, as a video. Yes. Um, and for audio listeners, we do have a YouTube channel with other stuff on there as well. Um, yeah. Please watch, if you're interested at all, please watch our NC500 road trip. We did a whole series on that. We um, will do a podcast about that. Surely we're yeah. trying to get Pedley on it. Yeah, so we went with our friend Pedley. We, we we want to do that podcast with Pedley. That might require us to go out to um, Palmer. Yeah, just maybe a weekend maybe, trip in Palmer. Maybe we'll do that. That'd be fucking awesome. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. So thanks everyone for watching and listening. Um, yeah, we'll yeah. be back. Don't then. forget, don't forget Street Taverna. Go to Bristol. Um, have a look on their Instagram. Say let's do it when you place your order. You get say, free halloumi bites. Say let's do. You get free halloumi in your in your wrap, and you get some free fries as well. Lovely. Thank um, you. Yeah, Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, Samsung Podcasts. I didn't realize it was a thing, but we've had a couple of people download from Samsung. I don't know how that works, but that's fine. Uh, so, yeah. Nice. Let's do it. Let's do it. See you on the next one. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hello. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm knackered, man.